Actually, it is Halloween. Now, I don't know how many of y'all really get all jazzed up about Halloween. It's not anything that uh, we've really, and it has nothing to do with spiritual thing. I've just never gotten really all excited about Halloween. I think it started out when they handed out Mary Jane candies uh, when I was a kid, and I think they're horrible. Uh, but, but, you know, it's interesting to me that people really like to celebrate. They, they celebrate Halloween, and there, there's just a lot of things. You know, we talk about, you know, the ghosts and goblins and demons and those types of things. I saw on the news this past week that there is a haunted house that is in Tennessee, and in order, I'm going to read this to you, it's uh, in order to go to the haunted house, you are required to sign a 40-page legal waiver to go into the haunted house. How many of y'all are up for that one? I mean, I just, I was like, this is crazy, and so you have to, find, you have to sign that, and you also have to do a drug test. Uh, before you go into the haunted house. Now, it's, uh, it says it's in Summertown, Tennessee. After yesterday, I thought it was at Neyland Stadium. Uh, but anyway, it was, uh, it's just kind of interesting. People, people like, a lot of people like to get scared. Now, they like to be scared like in the, you know, sort of in the pretend world, but nobody for real likes scary stuff. And as a matter of fact, there's a lot of us, we, we are going through scary things in our lives all the time. I mean, there are some people, and, and, and they're just really struggling in relationships. They're wondering what their future is going to be with their job. There are some people who are struggling financially, and it just seems like they are always under oppression, that there's always just something going on in their lives. And that very well could be some of you feel like that today. And if, if you feel that way, well, that, that's pretty normal in the world that we live in today. And so then the question becomes, well, is there any way that I can find, you know, freedom from these demons that are in my life that are haunting me? Is there any escape for me? And I thought it was kind of appropriate since we're moving into sort of like the little scary season that we talk about escaping the demons that haunt us. And today in our passage of Scripture, we're going to see Jesus talking about a man or showing a man that was truly demon-possessed and what Jesus did in his life is Jesus helped that man escape those demons that were haunting him. And so I hope this is a word of encouragement for you today. If, if you feel like that you are under oppression, and you feel like that there are things in your life that you just don't see any freedom from whatsoever, I've got good news for you. And that is that Jesus has the ability and the power to help you escape the demons that haunt your life. And so if you have your Bible, I want you to look with me in, in Luke, chapter, uh, Luke chapter 8. We're going to look in verse number 26 in just a few moments. And what we're going to see in the scriptures, we're going to see a few reasons why you can escape demons that haunt you. And so and it's, very, it's very simple whenever you look at this passage of scripture. But, but here's the very first thing. One of the reasons why you can escape those demons is, first of all, because of this. Because Jesus is willing to reach out to you wherever you are. Now, and I want you to look with me in verse number 26. It says, Then they sailed to the region of the Gerasenes. Now, when it's talking about they, it's speaking of Jesus and his disciples. And the region of the Gerasenes, where is it? It says, It is opposite of Galilee. It is on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And so whenever you look at verse number 26, you can see that, that Jesus was making an effort. Now, they didn't know it at the time, but Jesus was making an effort to reach out to a man who was under oppression. 
he made the effort to reach out to a man who was in need of a touch from God. And so for Jesus to do that, Jesus went on a 20-mile trip. Now, I know today we think, you know, 20 miles, not that big of a deal. Uh, some of you are like, hey, I drive 20 miles every day just to go to work and back. Not that big of a deal. Jesus' day, 20, 20 miles is a big deal. I mean, it's a long, it's a long ways. And, and Jesus was willing to travel the distance in order to touch somebody's life. Now, whenever I see people who talk about being under oppression, or whenever I talk to people and they talk to me about maybe under, you know, they have some sort, they don't feel right, they don't feel good, I'm going to be real honest with you. Here's sort of the first things that sort of pop into my mind. First of all, I think it can't be that bad. You know, hey, I don't feel good, I'm kind of sick. I'm like, yeah, you know what, I think it could be mental. I, I think it's, maybe it's hypochondriac, you know, maybe it's just you're weak. And so those are the things that go through my mind. When, so if you're sick and you tell me, I just want to let you know, the, that's generally the first thing that pops into my mind. Now, that's what I think about y'all. Now, let me tell you what happens when it's me. Now, when it's me who's sick, I'm dying. Y'all, there's some, the world is off of its axis. Things are not right. I, you can ask my wife, I am a baby when I get sick because I think the world is collapsing all around me. I remember a few years ago, we were driving back from Christmas break uh, from Emily's parents' house in Chattanooga, and I noticed it was kind of dark, but I thought I saw something on my tongue, and which kind of freaked me out, because nothing's supposed to be on your tongue. And so I'm just driving down the road, and I'm like, I think there's something on my tongue, and I'm like looking in the mirror, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, so, you know do I have thrush, uh, do I have a tumor, you know, all these thoughts are going through my mind. Emily's in the back seat, and she's laughing at me, because we're swerving all over the road, and I just want sympathy from somebody. You know, I want somebody to say, hey, it's okay, you're going to be fine. And, and, of course, I don't get that from my wife. But here's what I notice about Scripture. Whenever Jesus sees us struggling in life, I, I want to tell you something really neat. Jesus is willing to reach out to you wherever you are. And I don't know what it is that you might be facing in your life today, but Jesus, is he's there. And you might say, well, that, that can't be true. You know, you don't understand where I am. I'm at the bottom of the barrel in my life. There's no way that God, that Jesus would, would reach down to me in the muck of my life. And I, to me, that, that kind of makes sense, but when I look into the Bible, man, it's real interesting to see where Jesus was willing to go, where God was willing to go to meet with people. And I go back to the, the, the book of Exodus. God was willing to meet with Moses, who was a murderer. He was willing to uh, meet with King David, who was an adulterer. And he's willing to reach into their lives and meet them where they were in order to bring freedom into their lives. So I, I don't know what, what you're going through. I don't know who you are necessarily or, or what experiences you are having. But I want you to know that Jesus is willing to bridge the gap in order to touch your life. And that's what I noticed in verse 26. If you look in verse 26, it says that Jesus had to go across the Sea of Galilee in order to get to the region of the Gerasenes. Now, Jesus had a barrier that stood between him and a man that was oppressed. And it was, it was, it was literally a sea. And yet Jesus was willing to cross the sea to touch that man's life. Now, now what barrier is it in your life that could be standing between you and God? You know, could it could it be that there's some relationship issues? Could it be that there's 
you know, job security issues or financial issues or maybe just simply some spiritual issues that are going on in your life today. See, all of us have a barrier that stands between us and God. Uh, in the New Testament, there's a story about Abraham who was speaking to the rich man who had died and gone to hell. And Abraham told him this in Luke 16. He said, And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross from there to us. Yeah, between, between every person, there is a barrier that stands between them and God. And that, that barrier, in just real simple terms, it is sin. It's like we are on the edge of a cliff. We see God on the other side. And we want to get to him, but we don't know how to do it. But here's what Jesus has done for us. He has laid the cross down across that gap in order to bridge us to him. And so whenever I look into scripture, I see, can we escape the demons that haunt us? I said, absolutely. But it's for a simple reason. First of all, it's because Jesus is willing to reach out to you wherever you are. But here's another thing that I see, and that is that there is no problem Jesus can't overcome. Jesus can change your life because there's no problem that is too big for him to be able to handle. If you, if you look at verse 27, it says, When Jesus got out on land, it says, A demon-possessed man from the town met him, and for a long time he had worn no clothes and did not stay in the house but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and said in a loud voice, what do you have to do with me, Jesus, you son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, and many times it had seized him. And although he was guarded, bound by chains and shackles, he would snap the restraints and be driven by the demon into deserted places. What's your name, Jesus asked him. Legion, he said, because many demons had entered him. And they, and they begged him not to banish them to the abyss. That's, that's a pretty scary little story there. This guy is a man that has some serious problems. And so whenever Jesus saw the man, first of all, he recognizes he's a demon-possessed man. He's a man that had been terrorized for years by demons. Now, you have to think back on this guy, not just as a demon-possessed man, but he's a person. He's a guy, he's a guy who had family. I'm sure his family for, for a long time had probably tried to take care of him. They tried to do whatever they could in order to watch out for him. As a matter of fact, they, they, they guarded him, but he would get away. He would run around in the wilds, in the, in the countryside and he's acting wild. They, they tried to restrain him with chains. Did you all see that? Tried to restrain him with chains. What did he do with the chains? He snapped them off. He broke free. And, and I thought about that, and I thought, you know, there are times when we face things, and what we try to do is we try to handle things ourselves. We try to chain up the things that scare us, the things that bind us up, and we say, I'm going to handle this problem by myself. But let me tell you something. If you try to handle life by yourself, those, man, those, those bonds that you try to put on to keep things all safe and secure, eventually they're going to get snapped off. Because there is only one who has the ability and the power to bring you freedom. Now, there's a lot of stuff that we can do to make life better. I, mean, I don't have anything against, you know, exercise. I don't have anything against, you know, eating right or, or going to self-help programs. I don't think those things necessarily are, are bad things. Because let me tell you something, that's not where you're going to find freedom. Where you're going to find freedom is in who Jesus is. You see, the, the real decision you have to make is whether or not you are willing to trust 
that Jesus can change your life. That Jesus can bind up the demons that haunt you. See, what I, what I hope that you can see is that there is no problem that Jesus can't overcome. You might say, well, well how do you know that? Well, because of what Scripture says. I mean, Jesus said this, John 16, He said, I've told you these, these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, God knows that, that we're going to face difficult days. I mean, that's what John 16, says. He says, in this world, you, it says he, you will have trouble, right? But Jesus says, in me... You will have peace. Not in you, not in your strategies. Jesus said, it is in him that you will find peace. He says, and you need to take heart, because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. The word overcome, it literally means to conquer. So if, if we place ourselves under the command and direction of Jesus, we can take heart knowing that Jesus has conquered every problem the world has to offer. Does that sound good to y'all? Take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, now I want you to focus again on the demon-possessed man. He had, he had some serious problems that he could not overcome on his own. Uh, for one, his demons, they haunted him mentally. I mean, I don't think that's hard to see. I mean, I, it says that he was running around in the, in the you know, basically like the wilderness, not wearing any clothes, and he's living in tombs. Does that sound normal to you? Okay, this is a guy. This things, things are not right with this man in our scripture. There was a psychologist that did a report before the United Nations, said that he believes that about 30% of the world population struggles with mental issues. This man in our text, he's mentally haunted. His demons also haunted him physically. I mean, he's not wearing clothes. He's out of his mind. Mark chapter 5 tells the same story. He says he was a man who was gashing himself with stones. He was a man who was physically troubled. You know, that's what Satan does to us. He wants to get a hold of our lives in order to destroy our lives. He wants to absolutely take all, all things from us so that we are destitute. Now, now, as a Christian, you can say, well, I don't have to worry about, about sin in my life because I belong to Jesus. I'm going to be good. You know, let me tell you something. Christians, we have to be on guard as well because whenever sin gets into our lives, the devil can use it to wreak havoc in our lives as well. It happened to King David. David talked about what his life was like when he was, when he was messing with sin. Here's what he said in Psalm chapter 6. He said, be merciful to me, Lord, for I'm faint. Lord, heal me, for my bones are in agony. I'm worn out from groaning, and all night long I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. They fail because of all my foes. Sin wreaks havoc in life. He was also, the demon-possessed man was also haunted spiritually. In verse 28, it says, when, Jesus saw, when he saw Jesus, he cried, he cried out, he fell down before him and said in a loud voice, Why do you, What do you have to do with me, Jesus, you son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torment me. Now, now, Jesus came to the man to free him from demons. But it's interesting that he says, Jesus, don't torment me. You know, Jesus isn't trying to torment you. Do you know that? And I think sometimes we think, if I follow Jesus, this is going to mess my life up. 
If I follow Jesus, then it means my life is going to is going to be it's going to be boring. It's not going to be fun. Y'all, let me tell you something. Jesus came to give you life and to give you freedom from the demons that can haunt your life. See, I want you to know that, that you can escape the demons that haunt your life because Jesus will reach out to you wherever you are. He'll give you freedom from those demons because there's no problem Jesus can't overcome. And then this is the last thing I want you to see. You can escape the demons that haunt you because Jesus can restore your soul. In verse 32, it says, A large herd of pigs was there feeding on the hillside. And the demons begged him to permit them to enter the pigs. And Jesus gave them permission. And the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. And when the men who tended them saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it in the town and in the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man the demons had departed from, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Y'all, Jesus is more interested in the condition of your soul more than anything else. Jesus is more interested in the condition of your soul more than anything else. Whenever Jesus saw this man, Jesus asked him a question. He said, what is your name? Remember, he said, my name's Legion. Now, that's a scary answer. Now, now what is a legion? Now, in the Roman army during this day, a legion was made up of 6,000 Roman soldiers. So this is a man that is, I mean, he is possessed. He has a lot of demons that are haunting his life. Now, Jesus wanted to cast those demons out, and it's interesting that these demons, so we could say there's, let's say there's 6,000 demons that are in his life. It's interesting to me that even though there were so many demons haunting this man, they were still under the authority of Jesus because they begged him. They said, Jesus, don't cast us out into the abyss. Instead, cast us out into a herd of pigs. Now, just as a little side note, isn't it interesting that the pigs had rather be dead than be demon-possessed? Isn't that interesting? As soon as the pigs get filled with demons, what do the pigs do? <laughs> they, jump, they jump into the water so we'd rather die. Now, you know, that, that is how serious, that is how serious our demons are can haunt us. They are destructive in our lives. Now, now, what, what was the result when the demons were loosed from this man? If you look into our scripture that we just read, it says when the townspeople came and they heard about the pigs going over the side of the cliff, they saw the demon-possessed man. What, what's happening in his life now? He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's listening to Jesus teach been the first time people have seen this man in his right mind in years. Guess that's what Jesus does. Jesus brings healing. The question is, do you have time? Do you have time to sit at the feet of Jesus? Instead of worrying about all the demons that are haunting you in your life, are you willing to take time to just simply say, I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to his words? Because if you do that, I want you to know something. There is rest that is found in Jesus. We're told in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. All of you, take, my yoke, take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
there was a, a slave who was known to be a Christian, and he was carrying a huge sack of potatoes. And one of his friends was walking next to him, and he's talking to him about being a Christian. And he said, I mean, how do you really, how do you really know that, that you're a Christian? I mean, how, how do you know for certain that if you were to die, that, that you'd go to heaven? I mean, how do you know that you really have a relationship with God? And he's carrying this huge pack, sack of potatoes. He stepped back from his friend, and he let the bag go. He said, now let me ask you a question. He said, how do I know that I'm no longer carrying those potatoes? He said, I'm not looking. He said, how do I know? And the guy said, well, it's, it, it's easy for you to know because, because you're not carrying that weight anymore. And he said, and that's how I know that I belong to God because I'm no longer carrying the weight anymore. Now, just a real simple question, something maybe to think about. Are you carrying around any weight in your life? Carrying around any things in your life that are just absolutely crushing your soul and your spirit, where you are tired and you're burdened. Because if you are, I'll share something with you. There's freedom. There's freedom for you. And that freedom comes in Jesus. In our text, there's a man that is out of his mind. There's a man that is tormented. But once Jesus touched him, he changed. See, he was a long way from Jesus, but Jesus was willing to reach out to him wherever he was, and he is willing to do the same thing for you. Now, you'd have to say this man, he was in extreme condition. But what I see about Jesus is there, there, there was no obstacle, no problem that was too big for Jesus to overcome. And then the final thing that I see is that Jesus restored the man. He restored his soul. And I want you to know that Jesus can restore your soul. Now, you know, we can, we can read Scripture, we can look at that stuff, but, he, but it, it comes down to personal application here. Say, so, you know, I'd, I'd, like to have, I'd like to have freedom. I don't want to carry the weight anymore. There might be some of you, and you, you have things in your life that you just feel like are following you around constantly, past fears, maybe failures, whatever it might be. You know, I want you to know Jesus gives peace. So well, how can I have that peace? Call out to him.